Hi everyone, welcome back to the Imperfectionist Podcast. I'm your co-host Ashler and Asel. And today we have a really fun topic. Um, it's about financial literacy and we're so excited because we're going to talk about the importance of financial literacy, maybe a few tips and tricks on how to approach financial literacy, the challenges. So we're, we can't wait to dive deep and um, hopefully you enjoy. Okay, so just as a disclaimer about this episode, both Asel and I, we are not financial advisors. Just to put it, pointing that out there, we are not experts on the field of financial like, literacy and advising. <laughs> this is just us who's like young adults going through and learning a lot about like managing our own finances and trying to achieve our own personal like financial goals in our life and just talking a little bit about experience and experiences as well as maybe some best practices and tips that we've like gathered and think would be worthy of sharing because yep. sharing is caring right <laughs> <Facts>. <laughs> so um maybe we could start by discussing just why we think financial literacy is important when you're coming of age like leaving your parents household <laughs> <laughs> And essentially, um, yeah, managing on your own, you know. I feel like financial literacy and financial independence are very intertwined terms. And I also think while we are, while we still have our parents' support, it's really um, hard to imagine how many things fall under being financially literate. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about spending money or not spending money. It's also about how you spend it, when, where you spend it, how you save it, when, where you save it, mm -hmm. and how you manage and allocate the the resources that you have among the accounts and the platforms that you have. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a lot of things fall under the umbrella of financial literacy. And I think in some families, I know parents have those discussions with kids and teenagers. I know maybe some teens take... I don't know, business courses and stuff like that mm -hmm. these days to learn about those things. But I also know that there are a lot of people that don't even think about financial literacy or finances even when they start working. Mm -hmm. So what ends up happening, they spend more than they make, mm -hmm. which leads to lots of problems. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, there's always a way out of it and there's always a way to turn things around. But I think sometimes it's still challenging and it's better not to get to that point yeah i feel that a lot of people i mean some like you said agree that they have their parents teach them a little bit about like what it means to manage your money mm -hmm. essentially and like how to make it work for you and then some people kind of just know oh i have money i could spend on the things that i want you know like yeah. and have the luxuries that i like and desire but then forgetting that oh, wait, I also need to live. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, as soon as they enter the workforce right, and leave their parents' house, they, they're excited because they're like, oh, I'm making money. But then also there's that aspect if you, you know, end up leaving your parents' house, it's like, oh, wait, like, I, I need to, like, live and figure out how 
you know, you achieve the, the basics of what everyone is trying to get. So like a house, car, um, and then managing and money. Dog. Yeah. Dog, <laughs> kids, all of these. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> and then like once you come out of college, you start thinking about all of that and you're like, crap, I need money more than just for myself and the things that I like, like having a new brand new laptop or the best of whatever. You're like, no, I need to eat. I need to like also figure out how I'm going to afford those to, to achieve those things that I eventually need in, in my life or want in your life. You don't really have to buy your own house if you don't want it but yeah <laughs> yeah if whatever your own personal goal that you see yourself like your life essentially financial literacy is really important to figure out how you can finance that life that you you really want yeah. at the end of the day and so it is so important to know the the ins and outs like not just on like how much you spend but like you said like on saving yeah. and then um knowing how much which is best to allocate for and then then something that's super interesting too is like how to make your money work for you so you don't feel like you're in this like endless rat waste that they call it where you just work nine to five you pay you get paid pay paycheck by paycheck just like it's enough to afford like your your expenditures yeah cover your bases but like in terms of like really growing and achieving that that goal there's like more to it and different strategies as well so I it, I think it's so so important. I think most parents should not be afraid to talk about money. And I think I know in some households it's like really hush hush, and in some households like parents are really like open about the concept of money. Yeah. So, but I feel like as a, a general thing, parents should be open about the concept of money and really training their kids just to like understand that a money doesn't come for free. You have to work for it. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And then when you have that money, being able to be smart of like how to use it, right? And then how to make it work for you at the end of the day. And and most do it through like investments where they see their money grow. Do you feel like sometimes talking about money is almost like a taboo subject? Even among friends, among romantic partners, among... I don't think people like talking about money Mm because people either brag about it Mm -hmm. or they complain about it. But they never actually have... Not never, but they hardly ever have um, healthy conversations in regards to spending habits, in regards to uh, using money and making sure it's working for you. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think a lot of people have healthy discussions on those subjects. I definitely don't think a lot have healthy discussions, especially amongst friends. Like it's very like you don't tell how much you, like how much yeah. you make <laughs> to your friends not no one but i think NDA. yeah <laughs> you just kind of like you gaze like how much they would be making but like knowing the exact amount like people i feel like that comes from a maybe they're insecure that like oh man i'm not making as much money as like my other friend and like i'm they're doing much better than me and then you feel like crap that you're not making enough or or like you see that they're getting ahead like i mean I think those feelings come to play as well sometimes i don't think you need to necessarily um be transparent about the numbers though mm-hmm. to have a healthy discussion on money mm-hmm. i think you could still be in the approximates but still you know share tips on how to manage the funds and the resources mm-hmm. that you have yeah yeah i don't think friends should be that um, open about like how much they make yeah like to the t you know to yeah. the dot because again yeah it's not 
all not everyone is comfortable doing that and nobody no not everyone is allowed to do that because there are mm -hmm. um, agreements between the companies and the people sometimes which is totally understandable but in regards to like you know how different people invest or how different people save i think those um conversations are something that could be normalized <laughs> mm. among among people that you feel close to and among yeah just among people that are important to you mm -hmm. yeah i th i think so too i feel yeah i don't know why a lot don't really talk about those tips and tricks but i think i mean if you can help a friend get where they need to be and if they're maybe saving differently and you, you could learn something new about like the ways that you handle yeah. your money and see if it was working if it's working for them it could work for you and something that you can like test out um but it is quite hush hush in in friend groups i feel like it, it could be also like depends on the friend group i know i've read a, seen a lot of like things on online being like you actually want to be surrounded by people talking about how to make more money because mm -hmm. and talking about money because then you guys are going to that trajectory to like achieve your financial mm -hmm. goals together essentially mm -hmm. when it's like hush hush and you talk about i don't know other things outside mm -hmm. of money it's kind of i don't know it's not really necessary you know, yeah i mean i guess you sometimes you get to that age where you already pretty had pretty much had most of the uh, surface level conversations and most of the mm -hmm. fun conversations and maybe sometimes something more serious is um, more relevant to the the lifestyle and like the mo the phase that people are going through in that particular moment yeah mm -hmm. i know like in dating discussing money is like a huge it's it's a very big deal somehow people make very big deal out of it and mm -hmm. I've heard so many stories of both uh, girls and guys sharing that they are very uncomfortable talking about it and they're very uncomfortable being asked. I understand how it's uncomfortable in like first three, four dates, but I think somewhere down the line, if you really see yourself as that person, that's something that has to be said <laughs> and discussed. Yes, yes, yes. If you're trying to, if you're thinking about building a life with a, another partner, discussing money is so important yeah. because like that's, I think the number one thing thing that like breaks up divorces people. and yeah. people is like money <laughs> yep. and it's when you are in relationships like having and discussing like your own financial goals is super important to make sure you're in line with that mm -hmm. and I mean even before you you get married I think you should at least know like plus and minus like the situation of each partner it's yeah. like are you ready to buy a house are you in debt like those things so like your partner can have some idea before they like get into a marriage because that becomes their problem too as soon as like yeah. you tie the knot like <laughs> 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 like your your partner's debt will be your debt and you have to like help together in and towards um your financial goals as a couple so yeah that's a lot it's, to consider it is a lot to consider um i feel i mean yeah definitely i still remember something. one netflix show where it was a sitcom show and then one of the girls married a guy thinking that he's a doctor and he's super wealthy and then turns out he has like xyz amount of debt mm -hmm. and then she had no idea and now they already have a kid and they're in debt and all of a sudden from comedy and turn it to full drama and then they had to get divorced because the girl felt like 
um, the guy was lying to her about his finances. Yeah. And the guy felt like she doesn't love him because mm -hmm. why would it matter? Oh my gosh, is this girlfriend? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm like, yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know exactly yes. like, the situation you're talking about. <laughs> yes, yes, I do know. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. she, yeah, she was like, I thought you were rich. Yeah, you had money. And then he was like, no, I had to pay for school. And <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, I don't want to be in this relationship. Yeah. I, will, yeah. I honestly, I never even thought of it from that perspective until I watched that show literally mm -hmm. those two three episodes when the whole court and their divorce was happening i was like oh yeah mm -hmm. so yeah it was very very interesting yeah and sometimes though like i guess depends if you like have prenups and whatnot um when you are divorced like still some of their your husband's debt is your debt and and vice versa your wife's yeah <laughs> and vice versa yeah, yeah it's a it's a thing so it's like you it's definitely very good to talk financials with your future your partner if yeah. you want to live together do stuff together you guys need another situation so yeah. you can kind of work as a team yeah and achieve whatever goals you want you know yeah 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 um what would you say would be like some personal challenges um with like financials not personal challenges just general challenges uh, when dealing with personal finances honestly i don't it's hard to think like on top of my head but i think um i had an experience where for example i know that uh, i can cover my basis but i wouldn't account for the social activities or i wouldn't account for some purchases then i would end up spending on those social activities and purchases and i'm like oh it's like the budget is a little tight. Mm -hmm. So just allocating and planning ahead is something that I had to learn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel that I definitely have some, had some like instances where my bank account was in the negatives. And like, I remember that being the worst feeling <laughs> <laughs> ever. I was like, oh, I literally have no money. I, I lie. I did have money. I had stuff in savings. But when I see my checkings in negative, it's like, I got no money. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> But um, I think the one challenge like I had with personal finance, maybe it's just like knowing where to allocate my money in terms of um, breaking it down, mm -hmm. I think. And then how to get more. <laughs> I remember when I first started my job, I was just like, I need more than this. What ways can I make more? Yeah. <laughs> and then that's when I started going into more of a learning phase of yeah. like what pe other people are doing to like maximize their money like yeah. yeah I was I had enough to cover my bases yeah. but like not I felt like I still wouldn't make enough to fully do the things that I wanted to yeah. do like I could uh, I could do like one or two social things but it just felt tight and restrictive <laughs> and I did not enjoy the feeling so then I really put in a lot of uh, time and researching on like other ways yeah. to make my money grow. And I'm, s I'm still at that period. I love, I like learning about, I like yeah. watching resources and YouTube videos and like seeing what other people are doing and like kind of see if that works for me. <laughs> are you an impulse purchases, treat yourself type, type of person? Oh no, I'm not. No, you're not? No, like sometimes I have my 
my urges yeah but i am the type who have to like plan make sure everything is covered and then if i do want to treat myself i i sometimes i wait till i get paid the next time to buy whatever i want to treat myself with yeah just that reassurance be like oh okay i i know i have stuff in my in my account and like i'm good but i'm not super impulsive where like one random day i'm like oh i'm buying this i'm buying that i feel like um i've become more strict on my spending the last couple years as Uh i've been trying to like save a lot and invest more um so i've been like if i buy something it's something that either something that i need Uh or it's a treat for myself Uh but it's never as like much impulsive how about you okay i i'm a moody person so i first okay disclaimer i hate shopping i'm not a shopping i'm not an online i'm not an offline shopping person i like whenever i need to buy something i exactly know what i want i go in i get it i leave that's it mm-hmm. i'm not into window shopping whatsoever like i avoid malls just because i don't know that's just not my vibe but sometimes when i'm feeling moody or something like that i'm one of the treat myself and then figure out other things later <laughs> <laughs> For example, once I quit a job and I was very upset about the whole situation. Nothing really bad happened, but I was in a very, I wasn't feeling well overall. So instead of thinking that, oh, I need to save my last paycheck and use it as a pocket money or use it for the future, I went to an Italian restaurant and got myself truffle pasta. And a glass of wine. I'm like, yeah, soon I might be very broke, but I need to enjoy my life while I can. <laughs> and as I'm saying this, it's so funny, but that's literally how my logic, my non-existent logic worked at that moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh my god. But honestly, I don't think it was, like, it's not a major spending anyways. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it, just was diff- it was a meal. Dinner. Yeah, it was a meal. But still... But still, sometimes I, let's say if I'm not, if I want to cheer myself up, I can spend money on an experience, you know, like, mm, mm-hmm. yeah. I have to say one thing with um, my spending, I've grown less f- spending on material things and I've t- prioritized more spending on experiential things yeah. with friends because, I don't know, I feel like those adds to memories yeah. that like, you know, heightens and enhances my life and when i buy something material it's like i buy it and i forget about it like the next day kind of thing like it adds that one instance of happiness but then like it's just collecting dust somewhere or it's just hoarding and i have a lot of stuff and um (laughs) i am a hoarder not a lot of people know this because i'm just very neat and like i organize things oh too. you're like you're like monica you know when i was helping you move out of your old apartment yeah. i realized that you're like monica because <laughs> wait, 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 wait in her old apartment she had this one door and i never paid attention to that door like it was always closed i never knew what's in there <laughs> until she was moving and she opened that door and she showed all the stuff <laughs> It was literally like in that Friends episode where Monica also, they have a door in the apartment okay. that they could never open. Yeah. And then Chandler's like, I want to see, I want to see what's behind the door. And then when they open the door, it's like the mess. <laughs> it's just like stuff. Yes. 
yes 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 yeah. I, yeah there are some corners <laughs> in my house that like everything looks neat and clean but then when you open like some things you're just like it's a whole bunch of stuff and i've been really really trying like my goal is to try and do to declutter and then buy less things and like focus my money on experiential things like yeah. travel or eating out with like friends or doing stuff with friends outside of my house yeah just because that brings me i i have so much fun and it brings me so much yeah. joy and yeah that's something i've been like working on just yeah felt like sharing <laughs> <laughs> Actually, even before recording this episode, we were talking about um, there was this plant, uh, bird of paradise, Par- yes. yeah, bird of paradise, and it's, it's huge and gorgeous and green. Mm-hmm. And if you want to buy it in, in downtown Toronto, like a live plant, because it's pretty huge, and I personally don't drive, so I would most likely need it to be delivered to my place. It's almost three hundred dollars with the tax and delivery and everything. Yeah. So Ash and I were just like thinking, that's a full on. That's not just a plan. That's a full on investment. Like, am I yeah. ready for that kind of investment? Yeah. Do I actually need it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But it'll make your apartment look so pretty. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still. I will look into it. I'll do a full on research. Yeah, um, but then. My mom always tells me she's like, Ash, you can't just like count every penny. You need to like you know spend to enjoy like life is about enjoying and spending and i'm just like i know but like i don't like to spend that much and she needs to see your closed door (laughs) 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 she She knows she knows where do you think i get it from (laughs) (laughs) no shade mom i love you (laughs) (laughs) that was a good one (laughs) if she hears that she'd be like um (laughs) I like, think life has seasons, though. There's a season to save, and then there's a season to spend. And the yeah. one, like they alternate. I don't mm-hmm. think they ever happen at the same time. At least I haven't experienced them at the same time. I think they alternate. And I think there's nothing really wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think if it's a, a healthy um, relationship between spending and saving, yeah. then you're okay. Um I try to stick to like the the typical rule of like when I first get my paycheck, I things that I have to, you know, get done first before I even consider spending on me. Um, Well, there is the rule like pay yourself 10 percent first. So like whatever 10 percent of your paycheck you give to yourself, whatever that may look like. I just throw it in my investment account. But after that, then I save and then I also tithe. So I spend I put a portion of my money towards the church. And then once I pay my bills after all of that, then I spend on whatever I need to, like social Mm -hmm. things or Mm -hmm. like if I want to treat myself kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's how I logically compartmentalize Mm -hmm. (laughs) when I get my paycheck and how I save versus spend. So Mm -hmm. spend a little bit on me on that 10%, everything else on the things I need to get need to spend on mm-hmm. then after that be like okay i have some r- wiggle room to to do some fun stuff mm-hmm. yeah okay interesting for me also like number one thing would be the the bills the rent and like the the bases mm-hmm. basically and also i have some that would fall under the personal spending because it's my personal self-development slash um lifestyle spendings mm-hmm. so my yoga studio and you know, if i'm taking any courses if i'm studying anything so those courses but b- 
because they're important for me, they also fall under the basics in mm-hmm. my head, at least. Even though technically, like if I ever need to cut down, those would be probably the the first things that I would try to cut down on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it would be uh, actually I do uh, I try to allocate a certain budget for social things or just even me time because I like to um, go to new places even on my own. And then after that, um, after that, what else? It's so it's so hard to think <laughs> today. Uh, yeah. And then after that, uh, the rest would be either savings or, again, if I have any purchase that I was planning, anything that I was planning to buy would go towards mm-hmm. there. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the groceries, obviously. But, yeah, that would be it. Yeah, Honestly, okay. even groceries, like, I don't add groceries into the ba- bases because, you know, sometimes you eat out, sometimes you don't even cook. So it's very, mm, it, it's a flexible <laughs> area. Yeah. Just like the social activity is also a flexible area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's it. At least I cannot think of anything. Yeah. Right that's, now. That's pretty good. Um, do you have any like helpful tips you think on like how to approach learning about financial literacy in terms of your, I don't know, based on what you, maybe you have done or what you've seen? Honestly, there's, I saw a quote once on one of the Instagram, like motivational accounts. They claim that Jay-Z said that quote. I'm not sure if he actually said Mm -hmm. it, but let's assume he said it. And Mm -hmm. basically the quote goes as in, if you cannot afford it twice, you cannot afford it. And mm-hmm. I think it resonated with me so much that if you cannot, let's say, afford a particular bill twice, it means you cannot afford, you know, living there or like doing those things mm-hmm. overall. Then why are you making yourself go through this? If you cannot buy the same form twice, mm-hmm. again, maybe you should wait a little bit to when you can afford it mm-hmm. so that I ha- at least you have some buffer. And I think for me, that quote, it's about not spending more than you're actually making mm-hmm. not jumping ahead of yourself not like not being in the position where you're so um you're like you have all those ideas in regards to the items that you need or want or whatever that mm-hmm. technically yeah you have money for that you do but at the same time that's not that will make your life less comfortable just because you would need to cut out on other um, expenses that you have mm-hmm. because of those purchases. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's like number one rule in general. Don't spend more than you're making. Do not spend more than you're making. And I actually think a lot of people, when they get their first jobs and first paychecks, that's what they do. I think half of the people in their early 20s, first jobs, first paychecks, they just think that I have money, that's just mine. You know, yeah. like I don't need to, I don't need to tell my parents how I'm spending it. I don't need to tell anyone. It's just mine. Yeah. And then they just blow it off. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I totally feel that. I feel like when, I mean, when I was making money and I was like in my parents' house, I just spent it all because I didn't have any any expen- expenses mm-hmm. to really think about because I was with my parents. Like, they I have a house, they feed me. Um, that's it. The only thing I probably spent on was like my my gas <laughs> for my car <laughs> and that will be it 
but then like I I mean when I got my first full-time full-time job and then like oh, I had more increased expensive to like live in Toronto then um yeah that concept of like I can't spend more than that I have because I obviously need to make sure I can cover my bases yeah so yeah, that definitely like resonated with me like right when I started really, really <laughs> having to live and like live on my own. Yeah. Um, I think if I had a helpful tip, one thing that helped me um, learn a lot more about financial literacy is just going on YouTube, <laughs> 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 going on YouTube and reading some books. I bought like I remember going to Indigo and I went to like the financial finances Mm -hmm. section and i was just looking at like anything to help me learn about the way what life works with money (laughs) essentially and then so the first one which is what i think everyone has read it's like um rich dad poor dad yeah yeah read that one and then i bought a couple other books like more canadian related books and like how Mm. um canadian stocks work how doing personal finances in Canada mm-hmm. can work. And yeah, that that helped me um, learn a lot about different approaches that I can use mm-hmm. in terms of like achieving my goals and yeah, watch a lot of YouTube channels, mm-hmm. mostly on um, investments. <laughs> I watch YouTube for mm-hmm. just like what stocks to buy and wh- what is stock investing and how to open like your own brokerage account and stuff like that. Mm-hmm yeah i also think another thing good thing that you mentioned like canada and canadian stock like investing in canada um studying taxes and how the tax system works and like where are your taxes allocated depending on what country you're in mm-hmm. but i think that's also something i know it could be very tedious but it's worth it so that at least you know like the not fu- you will not fully uh, know behind the scenes but at least you get a better understanding of how the system works yeah, yeah. and then you know maybe you can find some loopholes within the system <laughs> 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 for real i mean there's loopholes everywhere so <laughs> yeah and i know some people they're like because they're not that familiar with taxes they don't even always fill them out because they don't understand why you know, and yeah. they miss on the benefits that they could possibly get. Yeah. From like the student taxes and like mm-hmm. the rent taxes and um, mm-hmm. employment taxes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely take the time to learn like the, the tax laws in whatever country yeah. that you're living in. Yeah. Because, yeah, that can also help benefit you. You get those tax returns and you're like, ooh, got yeah. a fat check in my bank account now. <laughs> 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 can use that money to whatever you want to use it for yeah yeah pretty much yeah what's next talk about tips on achieving financial goals well your own personal financial goals oh that's a good one yeah i think it's just all about learning learning and actually doing it Mm -hmm. it's all Mm -hmm. about learning about finances and then sticking to whatever strategy you feel like works best for you yeah whether you learn from youtube or books just find what resonates with you find what's applicable to your situation because all of them oh not all of them all of us are in different um positions in life and going through different things mm-hmm. so you know i understand that for people who have student loans for example i think their approach to finances is 
slightly different in comparison to people in their 20s who don't have the loans, right? Because yeah. that's like an additional expense that you have to take into account um, yeah. on top of all the basic expenses that mm-hmm. you have. Um, other than that, yeah. And also, I think asking from people that you, let's say if you have mentors, whether that's your parents or um, people from professional industries, don't be afraid to sort of ask advice whether you want to learn more about investing, whether you want to learn more about different saving accounts because different saving accounts also have different interests and like different mm-hmm. percentages and it's all not the same. Even, you know, depending on what bank you're with, you can literally book a session with them and mm-hmm. then uh, have full-on, you know, breakdown of what they can offer you and how they can help you. So, yeah, I think just keep learning and keep looking for resources and the right people to get information from. And especially, um, and there's a point that I would like to make regarding internet. I feel like on YouTube, people are more, because there's more time in regards to like the video links, mm-hmm. um, it's easier to learn. But I also know that financial content is very popular on TikTok. However, as I, as many TikToks as I've seen, I don't think all of them are that applicable. Mm-hmm. I think in TikTok, yes, there's way more content, but you have to have some critical thinking to it. Don't just like blindly follow whatever advice you received. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think when you are hearing those um, those content and those advice, definitely look it up or like see mm-hmm. see how if if it's backed like is other people doing the same thing too mm-hmm. and if they are then maybe it has some legitimacy to it and then also i mean depending on where you live if it can even apply to you based on like the laws and stuff at yes. where you live as well so those are um definitely good tips and i think another one that i would say is just honestly be honest with yourself Mm. okay (laughs) (laughs) yes like literally have a hard sit to sit with yourself and be like okay if i want to achieve my goals what things i need to stop doing like if i have like a really bad like money bad habit like you spend too much on like xyz or like you have way too many freaking subscriptions that i know we all (laughs) have and you're like am i even using this and just like those things so really be honest with like your financial situation like how much money you're making and then comes into your pocket what's your expenses like and then making sure like okay i have to know i have to cover my expenses like that's out not even a question but then with the leftover money understanding that if i want to achieve a specific goal i have to change something that's impeding me from doing that right so it's a lot on spending habits what you uh spend your time on but then also prioritizing things that is your non-negotiables like being like i really enjoy my gym time i really enjoy my yoga time so like that has to be incorporated so definitely just look within look at your situation know yourself and then kind of mix match and find a formula that works best for you i would say um is something that you uh, is a tip (laughs) that i would advise actually another point that i would like to add um if you're someone who's into impulsive purchases and impulsive shopping i think don't deprive yourself from buying things because like i know some people create full-on list of they what they want to buy and then um like instead of doing that just treat yourself like once a month for example mm-hmm. buy yourself something once a month 
maybe it won't be something crazy expensive or crazy um you know crazy i don't know branded or whatever mm-hmm. but still buy something that brings you joy at least once a month or like once in two months mm-hmm. so that you don't lose it and just go like treating yourself yeah. left and right and like spending all your money yeah because yeah. i feel like sometimes when people um it's kind of like a diet when people go, oh, you know, from Monday I'm going to start saving all my money. And then they stop buying, like, anything. They stop treating themselves for coffee. They stop buying, I don't know, any clothes or any items that they like or whatever they see mm-hmm. at Indigo. And then, boom, later they realize that, like, they cannot... It's not sustainable, basically, long story short. <laughs> it's yeah. not sustainable. So treat yourself every now and then so that you, like, you still... You're still not spending too much, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you're still enjoying the money that you have yeah 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 that's a really good point definitely you know spend something that you enjoy doing or even like if you really want something you could save towards it and when you get it like that brings you like super joy yeah like if it's more of a higher end purchase yeah Yeah, that's (laughs) a good one yeah yeah well guys that's the end of our episode today we hope you really enjoyed our talk on financial literacy um yeah, we're we're still learning a lot. I definitely continue keep learning and wanting to learn more. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, achieve those goals. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.